Welcome to the Palmetto Street Church of God message podcast. We pray that you are inspired by today's message, and we hope that you share and subscribe to this podcast so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can go forth and reach many people in our world today. Enjoy the message. I am excited. It is the most wonderful time of the year. It is Christmas. Um, no school for a few weeks and a few days. I know the students are excited about that. The teachers are even more excited about that because, <laughs> see, <laughs> yeah, I live with a teacher, so I know what it's like. Um, she is excited about that. But no school for a few weeks. Get to travel out of town and see family do fun, awesome things. Um, Christmas music. I uh, heard some great music this morning. You guys will hear some more music at 11 and then even next week. Um, Christmas lights. Um, my son, Calvin, is three, and this year he is, like, all about the lights. He wants to, every time we drive by lights, I slow down somebody's house and, uh, and, and go see Christmas lights. He is all about that, all about Christmas lights. Um, the movies that we watch, the colder weather, some of us like it and some of us don't. Um, the presents, the great food, time with family, and so much more. And all across the country and most places around the world, Christmas is known as a time of celebration, joy, and excitement. And there's lots of fun things that we like to prioritize and emphasize. And there's one fa- foundational reason that we celebrate Christmas. And yes, that is Jesus is the reason for the season. We hear that, we see it on billboards and in, in different places. But I want to go beyond that cliche this morning and really wrap our minds around the truth of what happened on that first Christmas 2,000 years ago. Because while, Jesus, while Christmas has become a season of celebration for us in the modern world, 2,000 years ago on that Christmas night, it was really a time of frustration and unmet expectations for the Jewish people and the people that were living during that time because they had been told one thing and and told in the scriptures many different things about the Savior of the world coming into the world, but they were experiencing so many different things that they thought would happen in their life at that point in time. And the Jewish people, as we all know, they were God's chosen people. It was this nation that God said that he would be their God and that they would be his people. God told them that he would bless their entire world through them that he would bring the Messiah, the Savior, King of the world to them to rescue them from their enemies and restore justice to the world. That is what they expected. That was their expectation. And we all have expectations going into the Christmas season right now, whether it's going to see family, um, cooking certain things on, on the, on, in the stove or in the oven. We all have certain expectations, but their expectations during this time wasn't exactly what they thought they would be. The reality was very different than that. And the one thing that we've got to understand is for these Jewish people, these expectations wasn't naive, wishful thinking. Their expectations were based on the promises of God that were revealed to them through scriptures. But instead of being blessed by God, they were oppressed by Rome. Instead of being ruled by the Messiah, they were ruled by a manipulative king named Herod. Instead of experiencing peace on earth and goodness that was everywhere, They were dealing with the fact that the religious system was completely corrupt, that priests were a bunch of crooks, that instead of representing goodness of God to others, they were taking advantage of them to put more money in their own pockets. They were doing whatever they could to stay on Rome's good side, even if that meant ripping off the people that they were meant to serve. Things were not going at all the way that they were expected to go. 
And if we zoom even further to the couple of Mary and Joseph, Mary, the mother of Jesus, Joseph, who would be Jesus' earthly father, their relationship wasn't going the way that either of them expected as well. Because of that first Christmas night, they would have arrived in Bethlehem looking for a place to stay. Mary was nine months pregnant with Jesus in her womb, and Joseph was not the father that many people would expect um, him to be. This is not how they expected things to go. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the inn is full, and the only place they're able to stay is in a barn, and not this barnuminium things like we see on Pinterest and on Facebook that makes it like it's super easy and super cheap to build. It's not those things. It is literally a stable for animals. That is where they were at on the first Christmas. Things were not going the way that they thought they would. You see, what has become a time of celebration for us was a time of great frustration for them, unmet expectations. I want to ask you this morning, if there's any of you in the room that you may have some of those unmet expectations this morning. You thought your life was going one way. You thought the season was going one way. You thought certain things should be going this way, but instead you had health problems come into your life. Instead, you had divorce slipping. You had separation. You had broken relationships. You had your kids started going crazy. Whatever it may be, the expectations that you had for one thing were this way, but instead they were another. And it's been a disappointing year for some of you. I understand that. We're coming to the time of celebration and season and, and season of joy and season of giving. And it's, under, and it's hard to celebrate those things when you haven't had such the greatest year. Frustration has become a constant companion for some of us. Where does it come from? What do we do? And here's what frustration is. It's the result of, not, of reality not meeting our expectations. Frustration is a result of reality not meeting our expectations. And there's so many times in my own life I can look back and see frustration creeping in. The expectations that I had for certain things coming in, and it just led to frustration. Um, I've told this story many times, and Taylor has too, but the, the expectations we had on the first birth of our, of our son Calvin did not meet our expectations we, you, all you see as, as young kids, and if nobody tells you any differently because they don't want to scare you off, uh, we, were, we were in our mid-20s, and it's like, okay, we see these things happen on movies. It's like it's joyous, and it's, it's a joyous occasion, and you go into the hospital, and, and you meet the doctor, and you meet the nurses, and you're there. You're there for a few hours. may take a little bit longer, and it's like, okay, you have your baby, and the baby's crying, and everything's good. Our results and our reality did not meet those expectations. Calvin came into this world unresponsive after Taylor being in labor for three or more days. And when he came into this world, he was not crying. He was, he was out. He was white. He was a ghost. He, he did not have any breath in his body. And so the reality did not meet our expectations. Frustration and fear and anxiety and, and all those things started flooding our mind. And like, God, where, where's this expectation that we have? You haven't met this thing that we've that we've expected, and a lot of emotions come into our life in that moment. And over the next few weeks, we didn't know what to have. We didn't know what to happen. We, we expected to be home a few days after his birth, but instead, he was in the hospital for weeks after that. We expected to be staying at home with our baby boy, but instead, we were staying at a house right across the street from the hospital so we could visit him every chance that we could get. The reality did not meet our expectations. We were in a result 
of reality that did not meet our expectations and we didn't know how to get out of it. But here's the good news. In this Christmas season, when you haven't had, un, when you had unmet expectations and you had frustrations and you've had things that haven't gone your way, when Jesus shows up, everything changes. And in this moment that Mary and Joseph are here on the first Christmas night and they're sitting there and they're wondering, there's no room in the inn, we're in the stable. But when that baby boy showed up on that first Christmas night, everything changed. Frustration wasn't the end of our story. It wasn't the end of the Jewish people's story. And it doesn't have to be the end of this story. And don't just take my word for it. There's, there's many testimonies that we can hear all across the world and all across the country. Um, students all around the world are dealing with the same frustrations and the same unmet expectations. And this girl, Izzy, she's a lot like the most of us, experiencing lots of frustration with life because of unmet expectation. But then everything changed when Jesus met her at her lowest moment. Would you check out her story? Before coming to know Christ, I felt neglected and defeated because I was in a physically and emotionally abusive household, and I didn't feel like I mattered and like I, I didn't feel like I was noticed or valued. So I grew up in a home that went to church, um, but we were none of us were really close to God or knew who He was. We just went just because that was like what a family did, I guess. But my experience with church and how my parents acted were completely different from how they acted at home. There was fighting. There was always yelling in the house. None of my friends ever wanted to come over growing up because of how much yelling there was. I believed there was a God, but I didn't understand what I did to deserve the pain and suffering that I felt. So with everything going on, I got really depressed um, and really anxious. I got to the point where I did not want to live anymore. One night, I decided I was going to end things. I started yelling and praying to God, wondering what I just did. I didn't think I was going to wake up the next day. I had this huge relief come over me. I did not expect to make it to the next day. All of a sudden after this, I had this drive, this urge to change my mindset and stop feeling bad for myself and get up and do something about it. There was a reason God kept me alive. I was looking for love from my parents or my friends, and I couldn't find it there. But God gives his love, and it's unconditional. When Jesus shows up, everything changes. Izzy felt unnoticed, undervalued, and unloved abused and mistreated in ways that were not fair and that didn't make sense. She believed in God, but she was having such a hard time wrapping her mind around the pain and suffering that she went through. And at her lowest moment, 
God stepped in and changed the direction of her life. It's exactly how the Jewish people felt in this moment. Unloved, unnoticed, and undervalued. Why would God allow all these things to happen? But at what was likely their lowest moment, God steps in. The God of the universe who spoke the universe into existence, put it on skin and bones, broke into creation, and left his footprints on the sands of Judea. How? By becoming a human being named Jesus, born in a Bethlehem barn under the shadows of Herod's riches and Caesar's armies. Earlier, when Jesus found out that Mary, his bride-to-be, was pregnant, he was probably planning, he was definitely planning, it says in Scripture, that he was ending the relationship because he assumed that, that she cheated on him because she was pregnant and it wasn't his. And so you probably have thought the same thing too if you were in that situation in that moment. And Joseph didn't believe Mary until an angel appeared to confirm her story. In Matthew 1, 20 through 23, it says this, As he considered this, ending things with Mary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in his dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Mary was telling the truth. Name the son Jesus, which means God saves. The son will be called Emmanuel, God with us. This event, the birth of Jesus, is known as the incarnation. The incarnation is the belief that God became a human being in the person of Jesus. In Luke 2, we read about another messenger during this time that bringing the good news of the incarnation of the group of shepherds in a nearby field. In Luke chapter 2, it says, Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snuggly strips of cloth lying in the manger. This is how God chose to enter the world, as a baby wrapped in cloth laying in a manger. Jesus wasn't just a moral reformer, a Bible teacher, um, or an idealistic revolutionary. He was the Messiah, the Savior King promised by God, and he was in human form. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Because Jesus showed us that he did not forget about his people. He did not abandon them. He stepped in at just the right time to rescue them, not just from Rome and Herod, but from sin and death in the world. And what is frustration? Frustration is the reality of not meeting our expectations, but celebration is the result of reality exceeding our expectations. You hear that this morning? Celebration is the result of reality exceeding our expectations. And I know some of us this morning, we may be living in a hard time. We may be living in a difficult time. We may be living in frustration. But I want you to understand and take that mindset to change from frustration to celebration. Because when we do that, we are ex- God is going to exceed our mind and exceed our thoughts of more than we ever thought he ever possibly could. When Jesus Jesus shows up, everything changes. When Jesus shows up, we should celebrate. When Jesus shows up, all frustration has to go and has to leave. What he did for Izzy, he can do for you. What he did for the world, he can do for you as well. This is why we celebrate Christmas, because it signifies the moment that God became one of us, 
so we could become one with him. It's, it's that simple. And, and we find ourselves so much in our feelings, so much in our thoughts, and so much in our, in our own mind to where we sit there and we let our frustration just, just take over. We let our frustration take over our emotions. But instead of frustration, let's walk in celebration because when he shows up, everything changes. And so how are we to respond to this good news? I don't have three points like Pastor Nolan this morning, but I got two. And we're going to get to them. And so this morning, how do we respond to good news? The first thing is we celebrate it. We celebrate the good news. When heaven throws a party, when somebody comes into heaven for the first time and that your name, somebody's name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, we celebrate that good news. When Jesus was born, I can promise you this, there was a party in heaven. Join the angels of heaven and praise God. Open your eyes to what God is doing and thank him for the ways that he is bringing blessings into your life. But what about when it doesn't seem like there's anything we're celebrating? Take a few moments at the end of the day and just find three things that happened to you on that day. Like, God, I thank you for waking me up. Thank you for giving me breath to breathe. I thank you for giving me a car to get from A to B. I ate food today. Uh, you know, a lot of things may have went wrong, but I guarantee you we can find at the end of the day three things that we can celebrate for. One being easy is just waking up, like I said earlier, and we can find something after that. I know we are so, we are such a blessed people, and we're too blessed to walk around in frustration and to not walk around in celebration every single day. Not only will it help you move out of that frustration and into celebration in that moment, but it will also train you to see God moving in your life in a completely different way. It's so easy sometimes to walk through the day and, and not see, you know, God moving in your life when he does, he does the simple things to help us go throughout every single day. The second thing is share the good news. Celebrate the good news and share the good news. Showing up to a party is fun. Showing up to a celebration is fun, but it's even better when you invite your friends to be a part of the celebration. This coming Wednesday night, I'm going to have where the youth were having a Christmas party. And it's going to be fun planning that. It's going to be fun celebrating and all those different things. But if myself and the youth leaders are the only ones that show up and no teenagers show up, we're going to have a good time because we like to have a good time together. But it's going to be even more fun when they show up and we celebrate together. So once you've celebrated the good news, it's time to share it with others. Luke 2, going back to uh, chapter 2, going to verse 15. When the angels have returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in a manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All the shepherds that heard this story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and all they had seen, just as the angel had told them. The shepherds saw, they celebrated his birth, and they shared the story with others. Some of us, that's going to be our focus as we preparate, as we prepare for this Christmas season, sharing the good news with others. We tell people what God has done by sharing the story of Jesus, and we show people how God has changed our lives by doing good for others. It's the showing that Jesus was getting at in Matthew 5 when he said, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp 
and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will know and praise your heavenly Father. This Christmas season, don't let the brightest lights that you see be here on the Christmas tree or on the garland in the balcony or on the lights on your front porch at your house or the lights that you see on some people's roofs. Don't let that be the brightest light that you see. Let the brightest light be the way that you love and that you do good for others. Go out of your way to find people in need and do what you can to meet that need. Choose to love unconditionally and give sacrificially. That's exactly what we've been discussing for the last several weeks, months in Romans 12. Being a Romans 12 Christian means to choose to love unconditionally and to give sacrificially. When you do, people will see that light of God's love shining through you. And according to Jesus, that will bring praise to God. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Because when Jesus shows up, everything changes. How many of you guys know that God's timing is rarely our timing? Very rarely is it our timing. When we want things, when we want them, but God brings them to us when we need them. For Izzy, it was at her lowest moment that God finally showed up. It was at her little rock bottom. For the people of Israel, it was under the rule of the Roman Empire when the religious system was totally corrupt. And don't look at me funny when I mention this, but one of Taylor's favorite movies in her, <coughs> her movie series is um, Lord of the Rings. And um, they are extremely, excruciatingly long. But they're good movies. Um, those of you guys, that you can't watch them all in one day. And if you do, more power to you. But in one particular movie in The Fellowship of the Ring, um, the main character, Frodo, he tells Gandalf, he's this wise old wizard, he's tall and has a staff and white long hair. He tells, he tells Gandalf, you're late. You're too late. You haven't, you, you, you haven't, you didn't get here on time. And Gandalf replies, and don't, mis, don't misread what I'm saying here. Um, God is not a wizard. But Gandalf responds in this profound statement. A wizard is never late. He arrives precisely when he means to. And in this moment, in this Christmas season, I know there's some of us, because it's me included, that I'm waiting on something. I'm waiting on an expectation that it hasn't been met yet. I'm waiting on certain things in life to come and certain frustrations to leave to where I can celebrate. But I know that God is never late. And I know that when he shows up, everything changes. And so I'm in the waiting moment right now, expecting God to do something. And I need to under, need to, to relay this to you this morning that God has not forgotten you. He's not forgotten me. He's not forgotten the people that are waiting on him. Maybe you know somebody in the room this morning that, or you know somebody in your family or your friends group or wherever it may be that they're waiting on God to do something. Give them this reminder this morning that God has not forgotten about them. You might be in the middle of a season of frustration, but I believe that just like it was for the Jewish people, God is preparing you for a time of celebration. And our hope is that this Christmas season that you would have so many reasons to celebrate. And maybe you can just start by celebrating the fact that God loves you enough to become a human being. He willingly died on the cross as a perfect sacrifice so that we could be saved from our sins. And the thing to remember is that when God shows up, 
It won't often be the way that we expect, and it won't often be the way when, when we expect him to. But if God always met our expectations, he would never be able to exceed them. So let God exceed your expectations this Christmas season. If you have unmet expectations, let him exceed your expectations. And don't walk in frustration. Walk in celebration during this season. Choose to join God in all the things we're celebrating in this Christmas season. Amen. If you would stand up this morning, I want to close you in prayer and uh, pray for anybody that, that needs prayer this morning. These altars are always open. We have a few different services this morning and, and a few different um, things going on with the kids. And I appreciate these, these teenagers and, and these guys that helped lead them this morning. Um, but I want to pray over you this morning that if you have any unexpected, ex, unmet expectations this morning, that God would turn your frustration into celebration. Let's pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we love you. God, we praise you and we thank you for everything you've done in our lives and in our hearts and in our minds. God, everything that you've given us this Christmas season, God, let us find a reason to celebrate. God, from the smallest things to the biggest things, let us celebrate you. Let us share the good news with others. And God, let us celebrate the good news as well. God, if there's anybody in the room this morning that is dealing with these frustrations and these unmet expectations, God, I pray that you just remind them that you are at the center of it all. And when you show up, everything changes. And God, we praise you for it. God, be with everyone that is here this morning. Give them the reason to celebrate, and that is you. Give them the reason to be joyful, and God, that is you. God, we look forward to being with you for all of eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you are inspired by today's message. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and to follow us on our social media. If you would like to give to this ministry, visit us at pscog.org. Stay safe and have an incredible day in Jesus' name.